Welcome to Conversations with Postpartner, where we explore aspects of running a successful wedding photography business through conversations with real wedding photographers around the world. Today on the podcast, we're interviewing our very own Miles Cobell. Miles has worked with Postpartner the longest and is by far our most requested team member. Today, we talked to him all about who Miles is, how he ended up at Postpartner, and the intricacies of working full time and running a successful photography business with his wife, Chantel. He's interviewed by me, Jen, and we laugh a lot throughout the episode. If you've ever wanted to know more about our team members, today's podcast you won't want to miss. Hope you enjoy Postpartner's conversation with Miles Cobell. Say hey, Miles. <laughs> hey, Jen. <laughs> <laughs> How are you doing today? Uh, good. Very good. Although I want to be outside because it's like really nice out. I know it is. I'm looking outside right now and it's looking like it's nice weather in the 20s or something. Sounds You're like in the that. studio. Yeah. I'm at home. I'm the only one here. With my bed. Me and my plants. Yeah. I'm also the only one here. Just me and my bedroom. Sad. Um, we talking about well, it's your dream. <laughs> yeah, it is you my dream. It. <laughs> um, well, I think it um, is important. Well, one, I think people want to hear about you because I think you're an anomaly and uh, mm. just a really interesting character. So why don't you wow, tell thanks. me and the people? I know lots about you because I've known you for a long time now. But why don't you tell us a bit about Miles? Who is Miles? Hmm. That's a great, great question. <laughs> um, I think a better question is who isn't Miles? You know? <laughs> okay, let's start there. <laughs> who is Miles not? Oh, man, that's an even harder question. Why would you ask that? <laughs> um, well, I am a person that I am for certain. <laughs> I have many interests in life. Yep. None of which I can really like <coughs> decide on what I want to really follow. So I just do them all. <laughs> um, I'm like a pretty good dad, I think, of two kids. I like being a dad, making dad jokes, grilling mm -hmm. up the barbecue, you know, talking about lawns. I'm all about that life. <laughs> Crispy boys. <laughs> Love them crispy boys, yeah. <laughs> I'm working on getting some Nike Monarchs, but uh, I don't know if I can commit to those quite yet. Those in cargo shorts. A couple shorts. more years. A couple yeah. more years. Totally. I don't know. Like when I think about myself, I think of myself still as an athlete, even though I've played sports in like ten years. Oh, that's just such very a big, interesting. Because it was such a big part of my life, right? Like I did it for. I played baseball for sixteen years. I think when I was four, that's when I started playing like baseball with other people. And it was my life for so long that I still associate myself as an athlete. And even though I'm not athletic <laughs> physically anymore, as much as I was back in the day, <laughs> I still like mentally view myself as an athlete. Like, I'm, yeah, I'm an athletic person. I'm competitive. I know how like sports work. I like competition. Um, so that's a big part of me, but also I guess I'm creative, like I'm obsessed with music and creating music, singing, playing guitar, um, and that's always been a big dream of mine too. Always wanted to just be in a band and tour the world. Um, photographer, obviously, I think I, I still don't really view myself as a, somebody who's like a photographer. I would never like label myself as that. I still get weirded out whenever I call myself a wedding photographer when somebody asks me, like, what I do for work. Um, I find that so interesting because your life revolves around... I know. Well, like, your work life revolves around... Everything I do is all about photography. Everything. 100% of my income is photography-related, and I still have trouble <laughs> so telling people that, that I'm a photographer. <laughs> it just it feels so weird. Um <laughs> But I still, like, even though I am a photographer, I guess I can come to terms with that. I still really enjoy <laughs> hands-on things. Like, mm -hmm. I used to landscape, so I love landscaping still. I love construction. I love working with my hands, building things, doing things, being outside. Um, 
but I also like, I don't know, hanging out with people, getting to know people. So I don't know. You really are like a very interesting mix, a good balance of all these different things for, um, everyone else in our studio, we do something called a Berkman, which is a work personality test. And Miles is like hardcore extrovert, loves to be around people, but then at the same time still seems to function normally if he's in the studio by himself for weeks on end. <laughs> and like your interests are so vast. Yeah. You like being outdoors, plants, but then like can thrive in the technical and the intricacies of editing and photography and those things. This you're you're a maverick. Just lightning in a bottle, you know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you don't see yourself as a photographer, but how long have you been shooting for? See, that's another thing. That's something that I should just know because I've been doing it full time for so long. Um unofficially been doing wedding photography for 10 years I want to say with Chantel who's my wife she was my girlfriend when I first started now my wife and I guess I have been seriously like actually like viewed myself as somebody who professionally photographs weddings for the last five years okay so why why just the shift in the last five years um, well, maybe it's even more than five years. Ugh, see, I don't know. I, it's so hard to put a, like, <laughs> I, I don't th- associate myself with being a photographer to the point that I don't even think about like timelines or how long I've been doing it for. Like, that's just not th- something I think about. It's so weird. I should definitely like figure this out. Um, <laughs> like when Chantelle and I got married, that's when we like made the shift to like the Cobells, which is our photography business. And that's mm-hmm. when we started taking it more seriously because we were like, well, we need money. Uh, we love doing this. So let's create a business and actually like pursue it and push it. Mm-hmm. And that has been a fun journey. And yeah, we only really started taking it seriously. Well, I guess I started taking it seriously mentally in the last like five years, I guess. <laughs> there was like, based off of our conversations, there was a moment where there was a shift for you. Like mm-hmm. you were doing it, but it was really... Like Chantel's saying, she was the one who was running with it and pushing it and pursuing it. And then there was like a shift, a mental shift, a mental change in you where you're like, oh, I actually enjoy this. Yeah. But you're not sure what it is. No, I, I think I know when it was. I was I was landscaping and doing trade stuff at the time. And when you, or at least this is for me, like I'm really like purpose driven. If I don't have any purpose in my life and what I'm doing, then I just shut down and like need escape. So mm-hmm. at the time I was landscaping and I remember, I actually remember, <laughs> this is so funny. I remember the moment when I was like, I am done doing trades. I need to do something else. I had just finished watching an episode of Friday Night Lights the night before <laughs> with Chantel, we were going through it. And I was landscaping this um, complex and listening to Friday Night Lights music. So it was like mm-hmm. explosions in the sky, you know, just super <laughs> emotional. <laughs> and the words of Connie Britton kept on going through my mind about like, she was helping, I think, Tim Riggins or some character in that show. And I was like, mm-hmm. I want to help people in some capacity, like not just with their, their lawns or their landscaping, but I want to be like a part of people's lives, you know, like actually yeah. doing something. And so from that day, I initially wanted to become a counselor because I just <laughs> loved Connie Britton and thought that she was the best <laughs> in that show as coach's wife and the counselor. Um, <laughs> but I was also starting well I was photographing weddings with Chantel really well at that time we were doing it a lot more and I think that's when actually the opportunity of post partner came up and I like took it and that was a big step for me because I'd never known like a creative job before it'll I'd -hmm. always just done um yeah these like blue collar jobs so to like work in a studio with creatives doing creative things like I think in my mind that shifted my perspective on who I was and what I was capable Mm. of. And so the idea of running a a successful photography business became a reality. Um, Mm. And that was five years ago. So there you go. That's maybe that's why I... There we go. We figured it out. out. (laughs) 
It's all thanks to Friday Night Lights. Friday Night Lights saved my life so many times. <laughs> Such a good show. That's really interesting. Do you feel like, um, do you feel like in that transition out of landscaping, like what is the what is the thing that drives you now? Like in your personal business, like talking about the Cobals, mm-hmm. um, what is that thing that's giving you purpose that keeps you guys doing it? Yeah. Um, working with couples is definitely something that drives like my passion for it. Mm-hmm. Um, like weddings are such a big deal for people. It's so different being on the other side of it now. Like you can probably relate to this too. Like I've been married now for seven years coming up on eight mm-hmm. and I've now photographed so many weddings. And in the, in the moment when you're getting married, everything leading up to that day, it's the most important day of your life. And you're so excited, so pumped. But now mm-hmm. like, being removed from that day, you're like, oh, it's kind of just another day. Like you <laughs> celebrating. <laughs> Don't let Chantel hear me say this way. <laughs> <laughs> but um, being with couples, like navigating that, like mm-hmm. knowing that emotions are high, um, expectations are high. I get, I don't know, a lot of satisfaction being a part of that hmm. and just having that, like, I don't know. I, I try to give like a calm, non-anxious presence for couples um, mm-hmm. on the actual day. And I guess I find some purpose in that, some drive in that. Mm-hmm. And, I like it. Uh, it's nice. I love connecting with people. I love just being part of people's lives, especially strangers. I love just meeting people, not like sharing my life with them over years and years and years, but like just <laughs> having those like flash relationships where mm-hmm. get to know them get to know them as much as you can in as the short, shortest amount of time as possible. Like mm-hmm. for me, that's so much fun. I don't know why I like that so much. It's just like a weird personality trait I have. So. I mean, it's great for it's like the a drug. work that you do. <laughs> it's yeah. like a drug. <laughs> it's like a drug. It's just like, I meet somebody new, I have to get to know them. But if it's like a commitment to become best friends with them, I'm like, ah, mm. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Too big of a commitment. So what's your favorite, like, transitioning into you at a wedding, a wedding day, sort of your flow? What's your favorite part of a wedding? Um, It's changed over the years. I definitely like the party side of things, like everyone just having fun. But portraits, obviously, as a wedding photographer, you just love portraits um Mm -hmm. but ever since I had kids like something shifted in me and I just love speeches now like I get so emotional now with speeches I (laughs) and every time somebody is giving a speech specifically like dads I'm always like thinking (laughs) in my mind I'm like okay when my kids get married what am I gonna say I'm like um critiquing what they're saying yeah I'm like I don't ever want to do this thing that everyone else is doing I'm going to do this. Like, oh, that, that landed really well. I'm going to like store that in my mind. That landed really well. Do you have an ongoing list in your phone? Not in my phone. It's all in my head. Okay. And I honestly think about it all the time. It's so weird. Wow. So speeches, speeches are your favorite part. I think it's because like, I'm not necessarily like an outwardly emotional person. And I do have moments though. I'm like a... What do they call it when like the sun, like a sun flare? Do you know when it's like moments of brightness, greatness? Um, I just like have like these emotional dumps all the time because I store it up, I feel. And I just feel like my kid's speech on his wedding day is going to be a big emotional dump. So I'm hyping it up <laughs> years in advance. Um, why don't you tell everyone about your kids? Yeah, I have two boys. I have a three-year-old. He just turned three. His name's Aspen. And he is... Basically me, but in a three-year-old's form. He's like the biggest troll. He <laughs> loves just getting under your skin, looking for reactions. Um, so much energy, hates sleeping, doesn't really eat. He's just like wild, doesn't like wearing clothes. Um, always yelling, always screaming, always wants to play. So love him. And then Wells is our three-month-old, and he is just like the most chill baby ever. Sleeps, just smiles. And sleeps again and eats. <laughs> he is super chill. Yeah, he's great. And actually, the other day, I forgot his middle name. <laughs> I was at a wedding. <laughs> and someone's like, what's your what's your newest baby's name? And I was like, Wells, um, 
What's his middle name? Uh, oh <laughs> I legit couldn't think of it. Oh my gosh. I don't know. I guess you're not saying it that often, but um, Aspen is probably one of my favorite kids. He just has like such a wild personality and he is hilarious. He's a riot. He's so much fun. So much personality so at such a young age. Like it's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. And it he changes says, every week. Like the craziest things come out of his mouth. Craziest things. His new thing is, so I usually like to roughhouse with him because he can take it and he likes it. Mm -hmm. um, but his new thing is now he's, as of last night, terrified of just me <laughs> in general. <laughs> <laughs> so yesterday, yesterday we were like getting ready for bed and I went to go like, he was lying on his back on the carpet and I went to go like pin his hands down and like kiss his cheeks, like mm -hmm. tickle slash kiss his cheeks. And he let out like the most blood curdling scream ever. And he was so scared. He's like, I don't like this. I don't like this. And I'm like, what? We do this every single day. And Chantel was like, you're hurting him. I'm like, no, I'm not hurting him. <laughs> but that's his new thing. He just decided scared he's, he's scared of me now. And I tried to give him a hug this morning and he like screamed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shoot. So, that's unlucky. Yeah. Ho we'll see hopefully next week it changes. Yeah, yeah. It'll change again. Um, how have you found the transition? So obviously you work full time with yeah. us at Post Partner and you guys shoot like a hefty amount of weddings um, in each season as well. Yeah. And now having two kids, how are you finding that transition? Because I feel like it's one thing when you're um, married or single and no kids, mm -hmm. but how has that transition been with kids? Well, I first off have to say that I would not be able to do half the things that I can do in my life without Chantel, my wife. Um, She's a dream. I have very minimal, like, organizational and, like, time. I'm not very time conscious of things, so <laughs> I rely so heavy on her for so much of that. <laughs> like, to We a should fault. also point out that Chantel also works as well. Full time. Yeah, Chantel, she is an EA at a school working with, with kids. Um, so we definitely, like, rely heavily on each other for a lot of things. We don't, we, like, neither one of us bear the weight of all the responsibility. Mm -hmm. um, I definitely take more of, like, a creative lead um, in terms of, like, the actual photographing. And Chantel <laughs> just makes sure that the business runs. <laughs> <laughs> So for me, I would say it's probably easier for me to handle things because <clears throat> I just show up on the day of mm -hmm. asking Chantel, like, oh, what's the couple's names and <laughs> where are we going <laughs> on the day of? Because I just, like, don't even think about it for, I, I, I don't know, I just, I'm so in the moment that I just don't even think ahead, which is not the greatest, but that's why I have her and love mm -hmm. her. Mm -hmm. And... Um, <laughs> So for me, yeah, I'm just showing up, photographing, and then I have the responsibility of editing and getting the files out. So mm -hmm. that's something that I have so refined through working at Post Partner that it's not really an issue. Okay. So working full-time, coming home, I just have to, like, get my images edited, essentially. Right. Um, so tell us about, like, your guys' workflow. What does that look like? You book a wedding, you shoot the wedding. Yeah. So everything leading up to the wedding is Chantel. I have the only, the only like step that I am a part of before the wedding actually takes place is like client meetings or client calls if we have them. Mm -hmm. And that is mostly just because I'm more extroverted and can or want to talk or can talk for long periods of time. And then I want to connect to the client because I'm just excited that right. it's somebody new, like I said before. Um, right. But other than that, Chantel does everything. So I show up on the wedding day, take the pictures with Chantel and then we go home and then so it's like I instantly back up everything go through the wedding select like 20 pictures for social media or yeah it's just social media which we're so bad at we barely even use those pictures <laughs> um and then previews oh yeah we give previews to our clients and right and then do like all our backups and everything and then we usually don't get around to actually like calling the weddings for quite a while it's usually like at least minimum two three weeks and we've tried to change the way we do that because I sometimes just get so tired of calling every single night especially like 
busy editing season. I'm like, I've been editing all day, calling all day. All I want to do is go home and just relax. So mm-hmm. Chantel's actually been doing a really good job of helping me with calling lately. So last season she did it a bunch. And then I actually like at the end of last year was just like, I, I'm just going to submit everything to like our editors and just let mm-hmm. them do everything. And it was, it was the best. Like that is just such a nice thing to, to have just somebody take care of you. Oh man. And then, <laughs> so that's like the basic of that answer your question. Kind of what yeah. you're looking for. Yeah. Um, how, like what's your typical turnaround time for your clients? We tell them eight to 12 weeks mm-hmm. and we try really, really hard to get it back in like eight weeks, usually like 10 weeks. Okay. We need a better system. My problem is I get so, like, I'm really big on, like, work-life balance that it, I prioritize, like, reading my books over <laughs> going home and totally. working all night. Totally. And I'm like, oh, I'm tired. Maybe I shouldn't work tonight. And then, then it's totally. like two weeks later, I'm like, hmm, I'm tired and don't want to work tonight. But it's now been two weeks and I've said that every <laughs> night for the last two weeks. So. <laughs> yeah. We're big on work-life balance oh yeah big time I don't know how the people do it when they're working full-time and editing full-time it's just losing their minds that's why that's all I do exhausting um I believe that like each photographer um has a different story that they tell like a different vibe that they bring what's your guys's thing in terms of like editing and even just the way you approach Mm -hmm. um weddings and your personalities yeah our i mean chantelle and i have slightly different approaches for weddings which can be an advantage to clients who want more than just one person's perspective on how to run a business yeah (laughs) my big thing is i want our couples to be confident in us that we're going to just get everything so they just don't even have to worry about anything on the day of Mm mm-hmm so that actually falls a lot on Chantel before the wedding day, just communicating all the things that our people or our clients need or want and just mm-hmm. like communicating, yeah, like, hey, we can do this. Um, we've done this before or this is something we can capture. Don't worry about it. And then my job is usually on the day just like becoming their friends. Um, right. I remember our, our wedding, like we always look back to our wedding and it's so weird how we keep doing this, but um shout out to lnr and like leanne and crew but like we constantly compare ourselves to the, to them still even to this day right like seven years later we look back and be like well like we had a really great experience with our photographers what did they do to make us so comfortable and confident in them mm-hmm. and then so we take that experience and apply it to like our business and we're mm-hmm. like how do we do this for our clients and how are we doing this for our clients and how are we getting better at whatever it is they need. (laughs) Right. Do you feel like on wedding days, you're just a heightened version of yourself or do you feel that when you're going in, you're pretty much like, Hey, this is, this is us. Yeah. I mean, anytime I'm in any kind of social, um, situation, I just am miles. Like I have social miles and then I have introvert miles, which is like not respond to anything for hours and days. <laughs> um, so I actually, on wedding days, my biggest fear is that I am like not thinking clearly and saying things that are embarrassing. And I think that's one of Chantel's biggest fears too. Her <laughs> <laughs> biggest fears is that you're not thinking clearly? Yeah, yeah. Or that I'm going to say something that's embarrassing. Because I, I get into moods where I just talk and my brain is always like two steps behind my mouth in terms of (laughs) what I say so she can attest to this like when I'm talking to our clients I will say things and then minutes later I'm like why did I just say that or they'll tell me straight up like a fact about themselves and then I will ask them a minute later even after I just acknowledge that I'll ask them about that fact as if I have no idea and then (laughs) Chantel will be like they literally just said that like you can't like listen and I'm like no I I listen but for some reason my brain just forgot that I heard the answer I knew it so I'm like constantly trying to compensate for 
<laughs> like those shortcomings. <laughs> um, and I just like, I want our couples to have fun tea with us. So I, I become a bit ridiculous, but I don't think it's too far different from who I usually am. I mean, you can, right. uh, you know who I am like in the office. I have days where I'm like focused and not really talking to people, but then I also have times where I just can't stop talking and it's just right. wild. Right. A, a steady flow of questions. Would you rather is in? Yeah. And I do that with our clients too. I ask like okay. strange questions. <laughs> <laughs> it's good that it gets people comfortable. I mean, for us, it gets us talking. So. You work in a studio with mostly introverts. So gets that's fun. People saying things. <laughs> um, what do you think is like one of the biggest things you've learned? Lessons you've learned when it comes to wedding photography, shooting, running a business? Um, I mean, I'm constantly learning in terms of like actual business and running a business of what that mm -hmm. takes. I think running a, a wedding photography business is so much more work than most people realize. Mm -hmm. I think I was one of the people that was like a little naive and thought that, oh, I have a camera, I can take pictures, therefore I can run a business. Mm -hmm. And that was so far from the truth. And if you look at people who run successful wedding photography businesses or any like business, like it's, there's so much behind the scenes stuff that they do that allow their work to shine. Mm -hmm. So just learning different things about business, whether it's like marketing or adding value for our clients, if when they come to our website, um, giving them information or I don't know, all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. That's what I've been learning the most. I think creatively I'll always just be learning and looking to others to see like how we can use the cameras to like express ourselves and all that. But to mm -hmm. me, it's not super, super important because I kind of just live in the moment for the <laughs> when it comes to shooting and I'll just always mm -hmm. do whatever comes to my mind at the time. But uh, actually like running photography business is crazy. And I'm super thankful for Chantel because she basically runs the whole thing. <laughs> I just give like suggestions here and there. And yeah, she's an all-star. Yeah, she is. She's a dream. Um, besides like the shooting side of your business, what's mm -hmm. your next favorite part? Um, right now it is, I love like SEO, which is okay. really weird. It's not like. <laughs> this, this is the maverick side of you where it's like <laughs> he goes from shooting and loves to shoot to all of a sudden like yeah i'm so into google analytics right now <laughs> i love analytics and like i use squarespace which makes analytics like really fun and easy so like my big thing right now is every wedding that we blog i want it to like rank on the number one google search so if you search that venue and search like weddings i want mm -hmm the Cobells to be on that like first page. And so far we've been doing pretty good. Um, hey. I think we have like four or five different venues now in like the Vancouver area where we are Great. ranking number one. And it's actually what we're, like, we're seeing like traffic coming to our website because of that. And we're getting like inquiries because people are, I guess, Googling like so-and-so like this location wedding pictures. And then they see our page and they're like, Oh, I like this. Um, Hey, we've seen you shot here. Can you shoot our wedding or stuff like that? So, that stuff gets hey. me excited. It's fun. Um, Crazy. Sometimes I think, well, actually, no, I'm not going to say that. That's exciting. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Um, when it comes to editing, jumping back and forth a little bit, um, like how did you guys find your style? Hmm, That's a good question. I struggled a long time with finding a style because... I, I, I was actually thinking about this yesterday. I think one of my biggest flaws as a person and as a creative is I have this like expectation of myself to be original mm -hmm. in all aspects of creativity where I don't think it's necessarily like productive or efficient to have to be original. So if I like something, like let's say like musically I like this song and I wanted to like create a song based off that like I would feel bad copying that song like I'd have to create something completely original I have to be sounding nothing like that song 
because for me, like that's like where creativity comes from, which is so dumb. And I think it's not necessarily like the best trait I have. So like photography wise, I look at other people's editing and I would always say, oh, I like that, but I can't copy it because I need to create something original myself. So starting out, it took a really long time to find something that I really liked. Yeah. Um, and then I think, I think I finally got to a point where I was like, well, I just, I really like the film look. I really like that natural, the natural colors, but with that like kind of like film-esque uh, influence. So mm-hmm. I found just like a Visco pack that I really, really liked and have just like kind of been running with that for the last few years. Okay. So, yeah. It's mostly just film. And see, it's, it's weird in my mind. Like I know that other photographers have like really good presets and really good um, editing styles that I would be way more than happy to just like copy mm-hmm. and make it my own and make tweaks to make it my own. Not actually like copy, but um, but for some reason like I can't do that. But I can look at like a Visco and be like, oh, they copied a film emulation, and in my mind I'm like, that's better. Now I can just take that and <laughs> make it my own, which is what everyone else is doing. Like I could, I don't know. It's, does that make sense? Sure. <laughs> With editing, I want to get into editing because I think like. Um, you know a lot when it comes to all things editing, obviously. Um, but like personal editing, uh, just one more question. How often are you tweaking your stuff? Like my Actually, preset. two more questions. Yeah. Um, I always make little, little tweaks, which I think a lot of photographers can relate to. Mm-hmm. Um, like I apply the same preset to all my work and then depending on the lighting or the session, I'll make small tweaks. I mean, it's mm-hmm. usually pretty consistent tweaks, but. But are you like season to season tweaking your preset or are you pretty consistent in what you're using? Uh, pretty consistent. I think, well, at all times I always, so we always use our main preset, but at all times I have like one or two like test presets mm-hmm. that I will use for like family pictures, like personal pictures or maybe I'll try to sneak it in for some of our clients, but mm-hmm. usually Chantel's pretty, she's kind of a stickler for consistency and keeping things the same. So she likes what we have and she's like, well, why would we change it? It looks good. But then mm-hmm. I, like I see because I'm editing like all these like amazing photographs and using all these different presets, I'm like, well, what about this? And show her and she's like, mm, too trendy. Uh, or like, no, I don't like this. She's like, actually, I like our, I like our preset better. Right. <laughs> and I'm like, mm. so I'll, I'll sometimes make subtle changes and hope that she doesn't notice. Um, so actually, like last year, before the beginning of last season, I made a big change, and mm-hmm. it was, I was hoping that Chantel <laughs> wasn't gonna notice, and she didn't really say anything. So <laughs> that's what we've been Maybe using. Maybe she so. liked it. <laughs> yeah, I've been slowly adding more grain to our images, hoping because okay. she hates, she hates grain, but I love grain. So we're at a point where it's like the happy medium where she like doesn't really notice it, but sometimes does. And she goes, this right. is a little grainy. And I'm like, yeah, I'm adding a lot of grain to these. <laughs> I want to talk about editing in the industry. Yeah. Because you're one, not only a successful uh, wedding photographer, but you are very involved in this industry through mm-hmm. the work that you do worldwide with yeah. editors, I mean photographers. Um, tell me about what you're seeing as like trends in the industry. What are you liking about um, editing? What don't you like? Yeah, it's changed so much the last couple of years. Um, when I first started, it was very heavily on Visco. Like Visco mm-hmm. was like the thing everyone was doing and everyone wanted that faded look. Um, I know that was definitely me back in the day. Um, and then we kind of went through like, uh, it was really cool. All the presets that were coming out, there was a lot of good ones, a lot of film emulations. And then people kind of took it to the next level and made it like more than film. And that's when like the India Earls came out and like the Phil Chesters and they kind of just, I don't know, I think opened a lot of people's eyes to like things that aren't film, but still filmy and still look good. So yeah, I don't know. I feel like right now it's kind of like the wild west. 
there's no like one big preset that everyone's using mm-hmm. like Visco was back in the day or like when LXC came out everyone was using LXC or like Mastin like there's just so much out there now and mm-hmm. so much of it looks good and you can, you can kind of just do whatever you want like just do find you... yeah go ahead no 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 sorry go ahead I was going to say, just like find your favorite photographer. They probably have a preset that they're selling and then you can just (laughs) throw that on and your pictures will look good. Do you think there's a place in the industry for all types of styles? Yeah, of course. I mean, it's, it's a creative field. Um, everybody has different tastes. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it's easy to get caught up in like the, in like herd mentality or pack mentality or whatever, where you just are seeing what the the masses really like, but it's not a representation of what everybody likes. Um, like I know a few years ago when like India Earl, for instance, came out with her presets and was doing her thing, everybody was doing that. Like everyone was like, this is what you need to do to be a successful photographer. At least that's what like it felt like um, the mindset was. And, but there's still like really, really nice, um, like film photographers doing their thing. There's people doing just like basic editing who don't really use film presets. (laughs) And yeah, it's just all preference. I mean, at the end of the day, it comes down to like what your clients want and what your clients Mm -hmm. really like. So if you can make them happy, then do whatever. Love it. Um, I want to transition into um, your work and um, your work specifically at Postpartner. And what year did you start? I meant to ask you this earlier. Do you remember? Um, yes and no. <laughs> I think it was Well, I guess we established it was five years ago. So, yeah, I, 2015. I think it was January 2015. Nice. Um, it's so fun. And what do you tell the people? What, is, what do you actually do here? that's so true I mean it's always changing I guess my title (laughs) is production manager so Mm -hmm. I'm in charge I guess I'm in charge of all of the files that leave our studio so all of the edits that go out to our clients what that looks like in scope is like I meet with all of our new potential clients and figure out what they're looking for when they sign up on our website so looking at their website figuring out what presets they're using how they're editing the way they do and then trying to communicate that to our editors in the best way possible so that they know how to edit for that specific person Mm -hmm. I think that's a large part of my job is doing that and building out like forms and notes on how to communicate to our team like hey this is what this photographer wants and this is how they do it and a lot of times it's kind of just up to us <laughs> like photographers sometimes don't know how to communicate what they want or how to get it or get that so it's um up to me to communicate to our team how to achieve that or just trust them to to get it because they're they're good at what they do yeah um, you really play the the in between of because a lot of times people don't have the words to say like, oh, this is what I like to do or this is why I do mm-hmm. it. I mean, oftentimes photographers do. They can be very specific about what they want. But you yeah. often play the role of understanding what a specific photographer is trying to say and then communicating that to our team. So yeah. you play that in between. And it can, t- <laughs> I mean, and sometimes it's really easy. Like you said, some photographers are really good communicators. Um, I think it's just like people in general. Some people Mm -hmm. are great communicators and some people are not quite knowing how to communicate certain things in their head. Um, Well, especially like people who've never maybe outsourced before or never had somebody else edit for them. They have no idea like what to say. I mean, it's Mm -hmm. all been internal in their own brain and their own minds. So like actually telling people like what they want, (laughs) it can be tough. I mean, I I of all people should be able to relate to that. Somebody who... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> struggles with formulating thoughts um like on the fly needs time to like think and process things so yeah i understand that's it's fun i understand it that's, <laughs> that's my brain as well um but then you also work on 
lots of other areas. I mean, yeah. what don't you do at Postpartner? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like back to that. Yeah, what don't I do? Um, <laughs> lately, what I've been doing is working on like this podcast, which has been fun. Mm-hmm. Um, so all of that stuff. I like to, again, work on like some back end stuff like SEO, fixing up the website. Um, I like building systems. This is another weird thing. I like building automation and systems on our back end. Mm-hmm. which I don't really know if you guys ever actually gave me permission to do that. I just started doing it and started <laughs> building out all of this like follow-up procedures and buttons that signal other other areas of the website to do certain things. So I like... I mean, if it wasn't working, we'd probably say no, but <laughs> it's working, so... <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> working so far. So like automation... Automation, a lot of it is related to like client care. So if a client does this, we do this. If a client mm-hmm. reach this, reaches this milestone, then we respond to them with this, um, tracking all of that. I don't, I'm not good at like building systems. I'm really good at like working within somebody else's systems. So I think that's kind of what's happened here. I think Brandon has worked and built something. Brandon being your husband and the owner of Postpartner kind of like built the system that um, it's a secret. Like the, the skeleton of all of our operations. And then I just like exploring and then building off of that. Yes. How did you like when it comes to editing? Cause obviously you oversee everything that comes into and leaves our studio and we give you full authority and trust in that area. Mm. Um, how did you really develop that eye? Yeah, it actually took... You are by far the most requested <laughs> and <laughs> deeply loved editor and member on our team. Yeah, it took a lot longer than I thought it would take, to be honest. When I first started editing, I was so confident and thought I was the best because I had my own wedding photography business. I was doing five <laughs> weddings a year. Um, and then... Brandon just like he like uh, what's that movie is it million million dollar man where the guy like his entire body breaks and then they rebuild him with all the new tech um, I have no idea he did that to me he like deconstructed everything he was like well why are you doing this like what is your eye looking at so that's when I first started so we did like a good like three four months of critiquing really constructively all of my editing mm-hmm. I mean and then when you're working with other photographers and you're working with their work, they're inevitably going to give you feedback and like what they like and what they don't like. And I guess just through like trial and error of just editing so many different styles and then learning what Mm -hmm. certain people like and don't like, I've developed an eye for certain things. Mm -hmm. Um, Things that I had never even thought I would notice before. Like I do notice now because we had one client who was really specific about this one specific color or something and now it's like mm-hmm. my eyes acute to that or tuned to see that color because she saw that color four years ago like <laughs> just weird things like that right for some reason I just like attain retain that information and then I don't know if I'm like like insecure like when editing and then I just want to make sure that everything looks good or if it's just something that I actually care about now so I think it's probably a good mix of both Right. What do you, um, what are some of the major things that you're looking for when you're like reviewing work and working with photographers or what are you, what are some of the areas that photographers are mentioning? Like this is the biggest thing that I'm looking at. Yeah. Um, well I think everyone can agree that just like consistency across the board is important and Mm -hmm. that means consistency in like the colors and exposure Um, and then it comes down, so like my main focus, this is how my brain works when editing. And I guess this is probably like a good way to edit for those looking to improve their editing is I always focus on the main subject first. So if it's like a picture of a bride and groom, it's always their faces to start. Are their skin colors good? So is the white balancing set like perfectly for their faces? Um, and that's like, and when I say perfect, I mean like to taste, obviously, because there's no like 
one <clears throat> color fits all. But right. it's usually like neutral to slightly warm on their faces. Make sure that there's no like blues in their faces in the shadows or no yellows in the highlights. And then are they properly exposed? Can I see details? And this is happening like like milliseconds. Like you're making those quick decisions if it's good or not. Mm-hmm. And then once the face is taken care of, then it's like the rest of the body. Like if the bride's dress is white, is it blue? If it's blue, like then we have to make some adjustments because um, blues now bug me from <laughs> from some clients that just are really, you know, bothered by blue. And also yellow. I'm like, is their dress too yellow? Then we need to take mm-hmm. care of the yellows. And then after that, expanding out to the whole image um, what other colors are there are there lots of blues are there lots of greens are the greens too yellowy are they too like minty are they too saturated too unsaturated Um, are there other distracting elements and then so you just kind of like you start small with like a small specific thing like what's the most important and then expand out and then you do that over and over and over and eventually you can edit an image in like two seconds but you go through like a checklist of like 20 different items Right. How much easier is it to edit, um, or not easier to edit other people's work versus your own work? Yeah, it may, it flip flops. Sometimes it's a lot easier, depending on like how it was shot. I mean, it can sometimes be difficult to detach, like, oh, what would I do in this situation versus like what is actually mm-hmm. in front of me. So you just kind of have to like get over that and just edit it mm-hmm. because there's nothing going to change it. Um, so those images are usually ones that take longer. If you shoot in automatic modes, those images inevitably are just not as good as somebody who's like figured out how to edit manually because the changes are just so drastic. Like the ISO changes, the F-stop changes, shutter speed changes, which changes the color of the image, which changes like different elements. So that plays a big part in it. Um, but yeah, I... Sometimes I edit my own stuff super quick because I'm just like, yeah, this is great. It looks awesome. I can just sync it across. Like, I don't care if I'm batch editing because I know it looks good. Like, I'm just editing visually. I'm not editing by the numbers. Mm-hmm. And other times I get really picky for some reason. And I'm just like, I need to spend way more time on these images because this little piece of paper on the ground over here needs to be cloned out for every single one of these 200 images. <laughs> so... <laughs> Like some like little things bother me like that, but sometimes I just try to get over it and just, I don't know, edit, edit quickly. Right. And to be fair, like how often in a season would you have a bad shoot? Personally, never. I'm the best. No. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I mean, it's not really super often that there's like the images are the worst, I feel like I shoot enough. Maybe I'm on like, I lean to like be an overshooter where if some images Mm -hmm. don't really look that well, I just don't include them because I'm just too lazy. And it's like not worth my time. (laughs) And they already have (laughs) a bunch of other good pictures in that set. So, right. Yeah. But I mean, if, if it's another photographer and they need those pictures, then obviously I'll take the time to do that and it'll take longer to edit. Right. Um, Question, how has being involved in this industry on like a day-to-day in your like nine to five, mm-hmm. eight to four, whatever it is, <laughs> and um, <laughs> seeing like styles, because obviously we work with photographers from all over the world and all different mm-hmm. styles. And um, how has that changed your approach to your personal business? Yeah, I think for me, it's like there's I, I have a two part answer for this for actual style and like shooting and editing and like drawing inspiration from other people. Um, a lot of the inspiration that I am drawing is more like how are these people using the light and like being artistic. Most of wedding days are similar, like the, the otherwise if unless you're like going all out and your bride's wearing like a crazy crown and has a crazy dress and like 
there's some crazy elements that happen during the wedding that most weddings are the same. Like that's just kind of the reality of weddings. Mm-hmm. Um, and they have like a specific flow. So yeah, a lot of it, a lot of the inspiration that I take from like our clients or like going through different wedding photographers in the industry, it's just like drawing inspiration on how they take seemingly like mundane moments and mundane lighting and then just create something really, really cool. So that I think motivates me to be just creative on wedding days and not settle for what I know and constantly be looking for mm-hmm. like cool moments or cool pictures that I can take um, that are like really special to that specific moment and that specific time. Uh, and then the second part to my answer is probably more important to me is I draw more inspiration on in how people like carry themselves and carry their businesses. So there's a, like I ha- lately have been really heavily influenced by like Australian photographers. Mm-hmm. Whereas in the past I was influenced by like West Coast, like Portland, Seattle, Vancouver photographers where it's a lot about, a lot of it's based on like fine art and creating beautiful art and having your images be perfect like all the time. And now it's more of like the Australian vibe where they're creating beautiful images, but it's more about just like being chill and efficient and just having fun (laughs) and somehow um, just like the the capacity for weddings seems to be really high over there. So I don't know, somehow like detaching like this voice in my head telling me that I have to be like this artistic genius every wedding and just having fun and capturing the couple as they are. So, right. I imagine it's hard. I think that this would be industry wide, but I imagine it's hard even in your specific instance, like you're seeing like crazy cool work often and, Mm -hmm. and then you're going out and you're creating work that's beautiful as well. But I feel like the comparison levels would be like, Oh, I want it to look like this or, Oh, I like, does that ever get in the way or does it just feel like you've sort of moved past that and you're just like, this is my style. I'm confident. Not so much anymore. It used to definitely be like that. Um, I would spend like hours just like looking for or looking through photographers' work and trying to figure out like what was like the magic element that made their work so much better than mine. Mm-hmm. And I stopped doing that. And <laughs> life has been so good ever since. And I think that's why <laughs> I connect so much with a lot of the Australian photographers. Um, a lot of the photographers that I do follow, they're not photographing weddings that are like wild and crazy like there's not they're just like weddings they're nothing I don't want to say nothing special because they are like some of them are like special and really cool but most of the ones that I follow are really similar to the weddings that we photograph Mm -hmm. and so I guess I connect with like their look and their style and how they capture moments and I go hey I could probably do that and I think I would actually enjoy that Whereas mm-hmm. I see like other photographers, like I'm just going to use like California and Los Angeles as an example. This doesn't apply to anybody who's working down there, but like the, a lot of, in my mind, like stereotypical, like Los Angeles weddings are just like over the top. Like the bride has like three different dresses. She's rolling up on like a, a motorcycle in a leather jacket. She has a golden crown. The groom is like long haired surfer guy perfect beard six suit and it's like all that stuff like yeah it can be it can be hard because you are constantly comparing your clients to their clients and you're mm-hmm. like well why am I not booking like these amazing creative clients who are allowing the photographer to just like explode on social media because they have this really unique wedding and um yeah that was that was really toxic for for me for a long time just like mm-hmm. why why are my clients normal people <laughs> like mm-hmm. it's like why why do i not have like celebrities um so <laughs> all yeah. those vancouver celebrities <laughs> all those vancouver celebrities so, yeah just coming to terms of like yeah i live in a market where um i guess more normal everyday people are getting married and those are the ones who find value in my work and mm-hmm. when i think about it those are the people that i want to find value in my work and want to work with Mm -hmm. And if my goal as like coming back around to what we talked about before, um, if my goal is to be like friends with the people that I'm actually photographing with and I'm able to be somebody that they can like trust and be confident with, why would I want somebody who 
like I won't connect with at all. <laughs> somebody right. who's like a celebrity or like an influencer or somebody who cares about their image so much more than the actual getting married part. For me, mm. that is really important that like my clients are actually, they care about getting married. They care, care about like family. They care about their friends. They care about the celebration. And yeah, they're going to get really good pictures and it's going to look great and they'll do everything they can, but that's not the main focus. Like they're not getting mm. married so that they can post to blogs and to Instagram right. and Facebook and show everybody, hey, look how cool I, I am. So I think that's why I connect with the Australian photographers a lot. I mean, I'm sure there's a, a, like a huge variety of photographers in Australia, but the ones that I'm specifically following, they just seem to be normal clients, um, just captured really well. Mm. Love it. Um, what's your hope for this industry? It's a big question. <laughs> and you should have sent me these questions before. <laughs> uh, um, that's a good question. I really hope, well, I think Vancouver specifically does a really good job of being inclusive and not having it be a huge competition. Mm-hmm. And we hear that term all the time, like community over competition. And I think that's a really, really good thing um, for the photography world and for wedding photographers specifically. And I, I, I always see like really cool things happening with within like groups, like on Facebook or Instagram groups, where people are kind of like rallying around each other and lifting each other up and celebrating each other. And I think that that's beautiful and awesome. So more of that is what I hope for. And yeah, I hope that we can just all keep getting better and mastering our craft while maintaining that like inclusiveness and like love, I guess. It's beautiful. <laughs> that I love sense. it. Yeah, that's great. Um, to finish off, I've got rapid fire questions. Hit me. You ready for this? Let's do it. Okay. Oh, I should ask. Oh, no, no. I just remembered it. Okay. Um, Acura. What's. <laughs> <laughs> what are the coffee things you like? Chemex or oh what's goodness. the other one? <laughs> uh, <laughs> you were going to say acupressure? Acupuncture? Yeah. Aer- yeah. Aeropress? Chemex? Oh, yeah. Aero- V60? Aeropress, Aeropress or Chemex? Aeropress. <laughs> okay. Nikon or Canon? Nikon. Winter or spring? Ooh, spring. Tequila or whiskey? whiskey oh yeah how many drinks is too many on the dance floor i think if you hit three somebody my size having three drinks on the dance floor is like you should be good for the rest of the night (laughs) (laughs) and you could you'll have a good time anything more than that then uh, you're risk risking some unwanted actions for sure okay um favorite activity to do while editing um, finding new music. Okay. Favorite child? <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Right now, you don't have to answer. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, and this is a question one. sent in from a fan, a.k.a. Miss mm-hmm. Cobell. How many children would you like? Hmm. So I would love lots of children, mm-hmm. like f- five. Okay. But I mean, I'm content with uh, what I have right now. If we have more, then great. <laughs> She's not gonna like that answer, but She's I'll send it to her anyways. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks, Miles. This was fun. Cool. Um, peace out. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening to Conversations with Postpartner. We had so much fun creating this season and have been so encouraged by the responses from everyone listening so far. If you haven't already, subscribe and leave us a review of what you thought about our first few guests that we had on. We are already dreaming and planning for our next season, so make sure to stay up to date on our Instagram or sign up for the podcast updates at postpartner.com. I personally want to thank all of our amazing guests that took time out of their busy schedules to have these conversations with me. If you haven't already, go give them love on social media and do yourself a favor and check out their work. 
Our goal when we started this podcast was to help shed light on what it really takes to build and maintain a successful wedding photography business by having candid conversations with some amazing people, and we feel like there's still so much more we can learn. If you know somebody who is amazing at what they do and would like to hear more about their process, we would love to hear from you. As always, you can find us on Instagram at post underscore partner, on Facebook, and through our website at postpartner.com. Again, thank you so much for joining us, and we hope to see you soon.